Well, I have 10 seconds left to go till five o'clock. So I think that we'll go ahead and get started. Like I said, Hannah is coming, but said things are going more slowly than she had planned this afternoon. Um, so the first thing on that we need to do is approve the meeting agenda. If you, I need, I'll make a motion to approve. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. And there's, we do have a, I guess you're a member of the public, but you're doing a presentation, so we won't put you as a public discussion. I don't believe there's any public here. So we have with us Pauline Taylor from the city council, and I, she has a presentation, and then we'll take questions afterwards if, if you have any. And she's promised not to make it an hour and a half long. <laughs> As I hear one of my predecessors did at another board of commission meeting. It, it was an idea of our city manager that uh, it would be great for the city council to, to get to know. I mean, it's, it's, one, it's one thing I really enjoy is making appointments to the boards and the commissions. But it's you all are our names and bios on, on paper. And we rarely, unless we know some of you personally, get to know you or see you or see how you operate. So I really do appreciate, thank you for that introduction. Um, I represent District A, which is the West and Southwest portions of Iowa City. I'm in my second term and really enjoy it. And I appreciate you letting me have the time and I promise not to take 90 minutes. If I'm getting to 90 minutes, cut me off at 45, but I, I hope it won't even take 45. So um, yeah. Uh, the strategic plan, it's a pretty important part of, of what we as a council do. It kind of summarizes our vision, our strategies, and the key action steps that uh, we plan to take over a five-year planning period. And uh, it, it, it's quite a process. We take several work sessions and one whole Saturday session with the little yellow stickies on the bulletin boards, what our priorities and, and ideas are. So it, it's pretty complicated uh, I'll see if I can go through this here. Let's see. He said this one is supposed to. Maybe it's this one. Nope. <laughs> it's not working. It must be this one. Uh, let's see. But that's okay. That'll save us three minutes. <laughs> there are challenges. I heard some of you talking earlier before the meeting about some state laws and legal things that are going on that is a big obstacle for us of course COVID and that I know impacted the library quite a bit impacted the city uh, kind of affected a lot of our decisions as far as funding opportunities and, and things so that that did make uh, a big impact on some of the things that that we did and and of course on there's outdated facilities which the library seems to be still in, in pretty good shape but of course the senior center we're looking at and even city hall is is getting Pretty ancient. So those are some things we always have to take into consideration. And I say the best way to predict our future is to create it. So uh, we go through this process of uh, aligning our values and finding strategies and utilizing our resources uh, to get to those points. Um, of course, the housing and neighborhoods, mobility, economy, safety, and well-being. And those are probably things that, that you all, when you're making decisions on the board, do take into consideration. And so you're already doing, you're already following uh, our strategic plan without even really knowing it. You're, you're keeping these things in mind because those are kind of the values of our entire community, which which are, are good values. 
that racial equity, social justice and human rights, climate action, and partnerships and engagement. And those are values you've probably been hearing the community as well as the city council talking about for several years. And how will we know if we've achieved our vision for racial equity, social justice, and human rights? Uh, we have uh, the, the different, um, how the community relates, what the community tells us, what the residents understand, uh, any barriers that we've overcome, and the partnerships that we can build. And how will we know if we achieve the vision for climate action? Um, the net zero greenhouse gas emissions is really good. I, I should have done my homework and looked to see what the library as far as, do you know Ellsworth, as far as where you guys stand on admissions? I don't offhand. Okay, it's, it must be good then. If it was bad, we'd, we'd know and you'd be right at the top of the list. <laughs> so that's good. So if you just, you know, kind of keep an eye on that and um, making sure that your water quality is good, which is part of the city's values too. And how we know if we achieve our vision partnerships and engagement. Um, the public dialogues, it's, it's important and it's really respectful. And I know you folks in the library take into consideration what the public wants and, and what their needs are and how best to fit their needs. Uh, neighborhoods are a source of grassroots community building and prosperity. And I'm going to show a little thing I brought that uh, shows that you folks already, especially with the uh, bookmobile, I mean, you're out there in the neighborhoods and you do the uh, read-ins at the library and those kinds of th or the parks. Uh, so you're already doing that and already concerned about neighborhoods. Uh, and every resident is routinely reached by the city in a way that aligns with their preferred method of communication. Uh, I know that I, I think I've heard that the library has many different uh, languages accessible uh, for folks uh, because we all know that Iowa City is a melting pot and has many different languages. What are some examples of how you can carry out these values with this board commission? Uh, that's what I was going to show. I was going through some things and I, I found, um, I don't know if I can find it here. Well, it was the um, flyer from last summer's uh, reading program for the library. Ah, here it is. That my granddaughter loved. She's eight, and last year she was seven. She just loved that. And I don't know which somebody was a librarian, children's librarian. She actually was participating in one of the events, and, and the librarian, it might have been you, came up to her and called her by name because she had participated in a lot of the reading programs. And oh, my granddaughter thought that was just so cool. This person remembered her and knew her, and and it, it just it, it felt great to know that, and and that that you all probably help with that and and make sure that they have the funding and the sources for that. And, uh, just looking through there, the, the free bus passes, and I saw the, the signs throughout the library about uh, the bus free bus passes that, that they can get for coming and going. And that, uh, that's with mobility, that's for economy, that's for uh, people of lower income. It, it just helps everybody. And uh, all the programs you have in the summer, especially in nature and, and the STEM activities, it, it, it's all very important. And so you're all doing this, this, uh, this work uh, already without probably even knowing it. It's just your values and, and those things you know. So impact areas and action steps, again, those same areas and the ones that we touched on in the safety and well-being. Again, you know, just the, the children's activities, the, the kids feel safe coming here and the parents uh, feel safe uh, being able to bring them here uh, and, and all ages and all all levels of income and, and all races. It, it was just great to see. I remember the one where the, the Irish dancers uh, came. And that was really enjoyable and all the kids really enjoyed it and got right out there and learned how to Irish dance. And that just, you know, culture, it's important. 
So vision is the why, the long-term and aspirational. So what, what kinds of things do you um, envision for the library in the future, in the next few years? Strategy, long-term and guiding uh, general direction for the implementation of core services and strategic action items. Uh, what kinds of um, things would you need to strategize to, to implement these things? You know, do you need more funding from the city? Or what kinds of things do you need more staff? Everybody always needs more staff. Uh, action steps, uh, immediate and actionable, those kinds of things that you need right away or down, down the line, what you would need. Neighborhoods and housing, uh, not so much. You don't have a lot to do for, for housing, uh, but of course the neighborhoods, as I said, the bookman bill, that's really important and, and gives, gives these people a sense of their neighborhood and some value that you value them enough to, to bring the books to them when they might not be able to come to the library. And mobility, again, the free bus passes, that's just, that's amazing. And as well as you've got the bike racks out front and, and you have the um, special parking places where people can just drop spot pots, park there and, and drop their items off. And during COVID, there was special parking for that too. So uh, that's really very important. And of course, people being able to, to walk and get here. It's very accessible. Uh, economy, again. Um, we want to reinforce that Iowa City is the premier community to locate and grow your business. So, of course, having having this wonderful library in, in the heart of the city, in the heart of the downtown, is really important. I think a big factor in that. And, and I hear that from a lot of people who've just moved in to town. They, they just say it's just so unbelievable that there's this remarkable library right there in, in the heart of downtown. So, and ensuring the appropriate infrastructure in place, you obviously have that. And you've got that wonderful merge right next door to here. And I know um, I've come to several meetings here too. That's another thing about the place in the community is, is you provide that space, that space for, for folks to, to come here, meetings, have meetings and, and uh, build relationships. Safety and well-being, again, the safety and well-being. My granddaughter felt very comfortable uh, coming here and, and meeting with other children, meeting other children, other children too. Looked, they, they were, they felt safe and uh, introduced themselves and made friends and just a great place. And, and the parents and grandparents too, some of us grandparents bonded because there were other grandparents there. So that's a great thing. And I, I believe you even have, I think, some of your uh, courses, even as far as health, healthy foods and, and those kinds of things provided by the library. So we, you folks as a board, you know, supporting that and doing what you can to, to encourage those kinds of programs is very helpful. So resources, the tools to get it done, facilities, obviously, uh, you've got this wonderful library here, you've got the bookmobile, uh, so investing in that and any of those kinds of things the city can help with, as you see, uh, needs um, uh, the people, again, staff, if you feel you need more staff or different kinds of staff, uh, and financial, of course, there's, there's always the money aspect of it, where we as a city can be helpful. Um, we aligned our strategic plan. This time was a little different. In years past, it's just been the council uh, coming up with ideas and plans, which we revolved around those uh, that we'd already developed, but worked together with uh, a group called Better Together 2030. You may have heard of that. And of course, the University of Iowa worked with us a little stronger on it this time and the East Central Iowa Council of Governments. So it was, it was a um, major plan with all folks involved. 
there are some things that aren't in there, obviously. Uh, most of your everyday work is, is not in there. The unexpected challenges, as um, we were talking about the, the state financing, and I think somebody said, you really can't predict anymore what's going to come, come out of the state and government and the challenges from that. Um, do I dare even say anything about banning books? <laughs> I mean, that's 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 you folks. That's the library and you folks and and the state trying trying to tell you how to run your business and uh, yeah, those that's a big challenge. Uh, any questions? That wasn't even. <laughs> I went a little fast. I hope that was I was under pressure. <laughs> no. What do you say to most about the strategic plan? Well, uh, I, I'm I'm a retired nurse, so healthcare aspect, the the wellness and and safety and wellness, well being of, of the community and members in the community is really important to me. I was very excited that we were able to help finance the Guide Link Center. I think it's made a major difference, and and the mental health providing more more funds to mental health. So I think looking at and we've talked about affordable housing for many many years, and although you don't like see it right in there that you're going to give this much or you're going to build this many houses, it is in there, and I'm still hoping, still planning for that. Um, the we have eventually, and down the line, we're hoping for free bus fare for everyone, total fare free for the bus. So, so that was fun and exciting because I, I've been in Iowa City for over fifty years, came here to go to school, fell in love with it, and still love it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I want to do what I can to to help it continue to be a great place to live. So yeah, thank you. Any other questions? That's How a good long question. is this plan? Is it a five, five years, five. which is different this year. We we voted a year and a half or so ago on whether we wanted to keep it. It had been two years, and and the council would sit down every two years and go through this whole process every two years. And someone decided, well, let's let's make it five years this time. So it is a five year plan, uh, which 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 is helpful a little bit because you can plan out a little further. You don't have to say, well gosh, we need a million dollars, you know, and you've got a million dollars spread out over five years versus two years. So, so it's a little helpful. Sometimes it's hard to envision that far ahead, but it goes fast. <laughs> it goes fast. Good question. Any other questions? Hope I didn't go too fast. Hope it can help you to understand that you are valuable as a board and commission, very valuable to, to the functioning of the city. We And we value... Uh, it, or I'm, I'm in my seventh year on the council, and it's it's varied so much. You know, we might not have any applicants for a certain board of commission, and then we'll have twenty or thirty applicants for a board of commission. So it just it really varies. But it, it's great to have a community, a city where where people want to be involved, want to want to be a part of decision making for the city and and what goes on in the city. So I thank you. You don't have any. Don't have it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes there are, well, um, there are certain ones, specific ones, like the Historic Preservation Commission, that it has to be like the Woodland Avenue District or the uh, Kirkwood Avenue District, so a certain district, and there just isn't anyone in that. So that that sometimes does go uh, unfilled for a couple of years before we can recruit people, but we try to get the members on the boards and commissions to, to recruit people they know that'd be interested, because uh, some of them are limited that way by... Uh, uh, who sits actually sits on on it? So that's that's a good question. It hasn't happened the last couple of years though. There we've had quite an interest in in the boards and commission, which I don't know what what happened. Maybe you can answer that for me. What happened? What sparked you know the community to members of the community? Uh, it 
course, as I said, I've lived in Iowa City 50 years and absolutely love it. So I've always loved that about the community that people people usually are. They are involved. They 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 do show interest and are active, uh, active in political discussions and active in what's happening. The neighborhoods, Longfellow, my granddaughter, our daughter lives in Longfellow, and I don't know if any of you in that neighborhood. It's a beautiful neighborhood and it's a wonderful, uh, active neighborhood. And uh, they, they have an association and they work together. And the South District has just thrived recently, which is really amazing. People people are becoming more interested in their community and doing what they can to, to get it to grow. And so we're hoping that, and, and that's part of the part of the strategic plan too, as far as getting that South District to grow and, and it's it's starting. So it's getting there. So we it's baby steps sometimes, but uh, it, it it takes patience. <laughs> Good questions. Anything else? I would just make a comment that um, the city manager's office keeps department heads pretty up to date on the work of the street plan, and, mm -hmm. and that group is so proud and excited to work with the city council that is forward thinking and inclusive. And um, I think those of us that have made, uh, department strategic plans, so we have our own library strategic plan. Um, it, it's just so rewarding to have a plan that we can align with in ways that reflect our values. And it just feels like everything fits together. And I, so I appreciate all the work that goes into the That's good. I'm process. glad you, you mentioned some uh, words that were familiar to me, those of you who remember uh, former Mayor Jim Throgmorton, and it was uh, uh, just and inclusive and, and sustainable. Those were his dreams for, for Iowa City. And so those those will continue to be our dreams and, and hopes and uh, with board and commission members like you folks active and and helping helping us to grow and thrive. We're, we'll get there. Are there partnerships that you're looking forward to or looking towards or ones that you'd like to strengthen that year? You talked about the, um, that being, I mean, there's a big piece of your mm -hmm. strategic plan. Are there areas of partnerships that you're looking forward to or Aiming for, <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. I'd probably have to get back to you on that. I, I keep thinking of our our nonprofits. We have so many nonprofits in the community that uh, we'd like to see a little more active, or uh, perhaps with the governmental agencies and the grants. We recently hired somebody for the city that will solely look at grant opportunities because that's mm -hmm. that's a big opportunity. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of partnerships with again boils down to money. Anything you know for funding. Uh, those kinds of things, um, the healthcare, the mental health uh, groups, groups like that would would be great uh, for pa partnerships with the city. Good question. Anything else? You can tell my only went eighteen minutes. Somehow, <laughs> Sam must have forgotten something, so I did go through it rather fast. I apologize, but I know you've got a lot of business, and I appreciate, as I said, every, everything that you do and that you let us have time today to to share this with you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep up the good work with the library and the children's department too. <laughs> we look forward to the summer program again. Thank you for serving on the council. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I really love it. I do enjoy it. So. The term, how long is the term? Four years. Four. So I'm two-thirds, about two-thirds. I, I have to decide whether I'm going to run again this, this fall. I'm up again. So thinking about it because I, I do enjoy it. So yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank thank you. you. But I would encourage anybody to think about it. And especially after <laughs> you've done this, you, you know the ropes. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. That was easy. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Pauline. And you're certainly welcome to stay and listen in, but <laughs> to see what you want the rest of your you don't all just have. party in here. <laughs> Coffee and donuts or anything like that. <laughs> we do appreciate it. Hope I did okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, well, we will move along to item 4B, which is the um, draft of the library's next strategic plan, or first draft, I guess. Yeah. We don't need to cover anything about the purpose of the plan. No. I tried to uh, answer some questions I thought would come up in the, the memo with it um, about sort of both process and audience use um, and, and what we're imagining next. But I want to be really clear that this is still absolutely a draft. There's, there's time and person power at the library to make the changes and the edits and the additions that this group might give feedback on. So I, I really hope that we can have a, a discussion about what might resonate, what people might like to see differently. Um, this is a, a great time to do that. So it's labeled, this is just nitpicky, it's labeled as FY24 to FY27. Is it, is it really that? So it's a three-year, so it'd be 24 to 25, 25 to 26, basically. That's when the 7th. starts in July. Right. No, I know. I, I didn't know. If, Are you saying that it should It's really FY26. I mean, I don't know. It goes through calendar uh, 27, yeah. but it, yeah, I see. Fiscal year. Well, I'll circle it for it. doesn't really later. matter. I've got some suggestions for uh, mostly language things, but they kind of verge into more substantive things. Um, let me start by saying that use of the word community in this is, uh, goal one uh, seems to refer to the internal structure of the library. But I think most people will read that as being that group of persons who surround the library. We talk about the community. So I, I, I would suggest a, maybe a change uh, to to something like our enterprise or our undertaking or something like that. Uh, in fact, I, I rewrote this. <laughs> and I, I, I'll read it and, and you, it'll, it'll get what, what uh, I have in mind. Um, so here's a stab at how that first objective might read. Tell our story and the story of our undertaking, employing multiple channels that celebrate our successes, acknowledge our challenges, and invite the people we serve to participate with us in ongoing deliberations about library services. I like it. I would say the intention of community there was the broader. Oh, it was. So sort of saying that we both tell like a library story and also Iowa City's story uh, in a way that sort of highlights our collective work. But if that's not clear, it's important to, to make it. Or, yeah, I, I read it as the 
See, yeah, I read it as the city or the. Yeah. I read it as the city, but now I'm. It's interesting to think about uh, telling the story of our community as one of our communication goals. Um, I get to tell our story, tell the library story. Not as clear on why. I mean, so like in our. Uh, say social media. Is it the library's responsibility to tell the story of Greater Iowa City and our social media postings or newsletters or other avenues? I would say in some ways, yes. But sort of mostly in the ways of our work in that bigger picture. So yeah. we might do a social media post or write an article about um, an environmental festival. We were there and we were part of it. Sure. But it's a bigger story than just what did we do there. Sure, but it's yeah. But if it's but our, really work, the if it's our work within the bigger community, maybe John's take yeah. on things is. I think we need to watch the literacy level of what we're writing mm -hmm. here, so it's accessible to the majority of the community. If we become right. very academic, we're going to remove it from many of the community members. I think that's always. A hard part of this kind of document that has many audiences anticipated that being a question for you and some of you so I answered it in my memo. Um, but um I do because internally and externally um there's a broad spectrum of people who might have this in front of them. So I think in addition to being an operational document, it needs to to read sort of Pleasantly. I mean, you want it to have as much um, of sort of a vernacular tone as you, I think, as you can do without compromising the tool that it needs to say. I think community also has a sense of inclusion. It's kind of interesting because Iowa City is the bigger city, is kind of unique. In a lot of places, the library is both the local history chapter, yeah. the archivist of local. Um, added you know a politic of all things that belong to the city and so i think when iowa city says it we have partners that are already doing some of these pieces but in other places i don't know i worked in a small town like small town library and we were the you know like we were the local history we were the um you know the poster board for individual kids graduation successes and that kind of thing so it's Anna. I like that it kind of has that two interpretations so I mean we have a local history we have the historical society and we have like our city actually does a lot to share community successes not every city council does our city department does so it's Go ahead. I think that's why I glossed over this originally is, yeah, the library does store parts, important parts of the community's story, but that's not really part of goal one. Is it share the story more than tell the story because we're working with these partners in a more collaborative fashion? One other thing I'd raise with goal one is, it, the, it, the, the title is communication, but uh, in the in the document, it's one way. It's from us to them. 
And I think we need to emphasize this is a two-way communication. And the, the document ought to say we are eager for, we invite or something, uh, civic uh, participation in the, in the goals of the library. Yeah, I think you're right, because when we look at the strategies, it's, it's pushing out updates. To key stakeholders, and I, I think you're right. There's a little bit that's missing. It should also be a great way to tie into the city's plan and those partnerships too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Just uh, as a point of order, is there uh, when you get to the, the problem? I think with these things is they're always kind of very abstract. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. And particulars, it, are, is there going to be a place for particulars in this? Um, where we, we, we say, uh, you know, we, we hope to do this. Well, yes. I think one of the big problems is the one that Anne brought up with the ebooks. That's really a serious problem right. facing the library. And that should be in the strategic plan somewhere. I don't quite know where yet, but. Um, uh, so, is, th there, is there a third stage? Okay. Yeah, I figured there was. There's a tactics section mm -hmm. that sort of is the trickle down from the strategies. That's where it seems like a real one. So, it's a collection services that's just going to do X. Yeah. Um, administrative services are going to do X. And that's where we um, get that satisfying sort of to make the check marks because we're doing it. And they feed that into the, the successes. We don't, the tactics are certainly not secret. Nothing we do is secret, uh, but they are separate work, separate work level lists. Um, they're, they're sort of included in reports like this as needed um, because that they'll be, it'll be lengthy and it'll be very specific. And they do tend to be a little bit more jargony and a little more even department level specific language or references that don't always translate well to being used as a public document. Mm -hmm. But we should have a way in three years of knowing what succeeded and what didn't. Yeah. And what needs additional work. And those almost always have to be particulars. Yes. I think this, uh, so the word assess appears twice in this section, only, and it's only in this section. And usually assess means we haven't figured it out yet. You know, um, and especially the assess resources allocated to communications. And isn't that increase resources? You know how much you're allocating. Um, I guess I would just encourage some boldness. Yeah, if, if you know where you're going. Yeah. But is it all quantity or quality? Well, resources are quantity. But were you saying assess resources, looking at oh, all the other resources? Oh, you're right, you're right. And I, not increase with I assumed it was about the quantity. Yeah, it was going to be assessed there, but yeah, maybe, I wouldn't, maybe different increase kinds of Increase may reason. not be appropriate, yeah. I just, Evaluate or something. Well, yeah, I would just encourage you to, if, if you got an idea of where that's going. Clarity would be strengthen. Yeah, strengthen it. Maybe. Right. That's very good, because I don't think you're going to make them worse or fewer. 
So, at least you know the direction. <laughs> We're doing really well. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't need to do that we anymore. Don't want to and that's going to be good for our strategic moves. <laughs> 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 Okay, other comments? Can I just go back for a second? So I, I, I think we need to think about who the audience is for this document. That's not just internal. And when we're writing it, make sure it's accessible to whatever audience you feel is the, is the target. So who do you define as the target of this plan? I mean, I would say, um, you know, it really has multiple audiences. I think, I think that this is a library that really uses its plan as as a work document. Sometimes, it, sometimes they are more gestural. We take ours as a, a literal work plan, um, but we also use it really heavily in public communication. Right. We use it informally, very specifically for when we're having a policy conversation with the patron or <laughs> doing some other kind of work where we sort of have to to explain or defend our position on something. It's a key piece of how we organize information for the board reports and for things that right. we build for the city around our budget requests and things like that. So, I mean, it, it has many owners and so audiences. I'm here from you, there's the internal audience, but then there's the external political audience. But I'm also wondering, is there the um, development office audience, you know, the funders? Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure that the words yeah. that are being selected strengthen us. And, and really, what we want accessible to the general users here the public overall so to me that would shape the, the verbiage of this and that's something that's been top of mind for the committee we've really spent a lot of time trying to get the language sort of to the right level obviously it's still a draft and there's right. there's lots of opportunities to change it but i think we we tried hard to keep jargon out and to keep it from from feeling you know, exclusive in its audience. Um, and typically when we use it in promotion or in fundraising, the goal and the objective would be the pieces that are used in that. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the things, like when I imagine this as a final document, the, the strategies aren't really part of the, the most public-facing part. Mm -hmm. that, so that would be sort of... A, Usually, sort of an attractive document that outlines your goals and those big pieces of them, um, and so that to me is the piece that needs to be the most acceptable and compelling. And then, if you move into the more specific categories, um, there's a little less pressure of how does it. You still want it to be appropriate, but it, it will be used less in the public way. I almost wonder. I don't know. I'm sorry. I've spent a whole lot of time in curriculum meetings, so. Um, as you will, but um, a lot of what we talk about is making like I can or I will statements, and I feel like a lot of these objectives can be translated into something like that that can be shared with the community. Like we will connect with people, connect hmm. people with the library and other community sources. Like turning these into hmm. I can or I will statements pretty easily. I mean, they're already almost there. Hmm. Just takes maybe a couple little edits to make that and not that every single one is appropriate to use that way but that could turn this into a more approachable 
public yeah. thing and maybe just a little I mean I don't know maybe just add a tag or two to your header of your newsletter where this section of the new newsletter says we will create opportunity for the computer community to engage with us you know or something like that and it, I don't know maybe I'm just I literally have spent a lot of time in curriculum meetings so um, I do think that helps library staff who haven't been involved in this as well as the board of directors see our place in a different way yeah like my organization's vision includes we and every time I see it I'm like I don't know I'm doing that am I doing that today <laughs> um and I think that does help like internalize yeah, right. that's and and to, communicate, and to communicate it. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be on this document, but a translated version to the public. I don't know. I see like on the message board, something like that. Like, leave us a note for, we will listen to mm-hmm. communication from our community and celebrate their voices. Or something like that could be a piece of this pretty quickly, I would think. But also... Uh, would play well into communications channels too. Like your your talking points are already right. We do this. Yeah, yeah. This it might be a way to get like people respond. I mean, I know in social media you throw things out there and hope that people respond back. It's really exciting when people latch onto an idea like that and respond back. So some of those could end up being a good talking point for something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, there are a couple other people who are in the committee in the room here. I think just we talk about the language, or was that just in the sort of definitions of the goals? Just okay. okay. I think that's a good way to frame it. Yeah, the goals are stated really well. They're just they're pretty broad, obviously, because that's how they should be. But um making mm-hmm. some of those pieces more specific as a we or um, I will kind of state, I can kind of statement. Can I, can I raise a matter of addiction? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, this is my, you know, what I did for my life. Yeah. So, uh, in the second goal, we use the word impacting. Okay. The verb impacting. Well, uh, I, I looked up a usage note in my uh, uh, American Heritage Dictionary, and the word impact, when used like this as a verb, is, quote, ranks among the most detested of English usages. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's become kind of commonplace. It, it really, uh, it, it created a big furor about 25 years, yeah. or 30 years ago. And it, as a noun, it's okay, but the verb is still so taboo. Okay. So I would say you should change it so in order to to something like affected. You know, the uh, identify issues affecting the design implementation. I mean, it's not a big deal, but uh, but we are libraries, so we want to be on the right side. Of that. John, I'll, I'll see your diction comment. A punctuation question. <laughs> Maybe it's a punctuation question. And goal four: develop first and second amendment audit packets. I just had a question mark there. Like, well, if you move the first quotation mark over to audit, I might have a better guess, but I, I'm just not sure what that is. Oh, it's something we made up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, an amendment audit is when an organized group comes in and 
and pushes on library staff to usually filming yeah. um, to explore how the interpretation of the amendments are. So we are planning to create sort of information packets that can just be given to the person uh, who that, that we hope will answer some of their questions proactively. Okay. So it's not, I mean, there's no, uh, it's not like an agency term or an organizational term, which is yeah. something made up. We could probably lose them altogether. Yeah, I think if it's clarifying that this, uh, the first and second amendment to the U.S. Constitution, don't put all those words in there. But yeah. that's just what I wasn't sure yeah. what it was. Okay. We can clarify. Yeah, that. actually, even the kept Just fine. Yeah, yeah I didn't need it. I had a question mark. Okay. And I don't know what in that what the, uh, the strategy in the first thing here in Soul for. I don't even know what. The, Means reinforced concept of iterative improvement as opposed to a quote culture of busy. That that really buffaloed me. I, okay, we're starting that harder. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we like lots of libraries have a a pain point of we like to add more, especially when something is going well, and we don't like to sunset anything. So we end up having talented staff who. Are sort of facing burnout because of this overcommitment to a million things, and I think the idea of iterative improvement is sort of the opposite of that, where you try to strategically build on your successes. But part of that building is checking in: do I do I have time for this? Do I have resources for this? But I, I mean, I knew that that was a murky one from the beginning, so it's no problem to to write that in a more clear way. You want something done? Give it to a busy person. <laughs> in libraries. <laughs> do one more, and then I'll shut up. No, do all. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Great. Uh, this is goal three, and I usually, you know, think that less is more in writing. Uh, but in this case, I'd I'd say we need a little more, uh, and that is on the. Uh, See, uh, in the prologue here, uh, I, I, or, or whatever this is called, but it's still in blue. Is that the prologue? Yeah, I would take out uh, for all people and substitute uh, citizens and young people as a reminder that we are a civic and educational institution. I don't I, like the word citizen either. Yeah. You don't know? No. no, because we're for everybody. It's community member. So we have non-citizens. Yeah. Right. So, oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Our community members. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And no, not residents. Uh, community members. Community members. Yeah. 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 I appreciate how strong that reaction is. The young people are part of the community, not a separate entity. Mm -hmm. um, right, so they don't need to be identified that way either. Right. But if you want to emphasize that. But I just want to, I, I, when we talk about citizens in a town, we don't mean American citizens or citizens of a nation state. Yeah, but they mean lost. But that right. Right. It, it may not be your intended yeah. name, but I think people would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of everybody that lives in Iowa City as a citizen. It's not of the city of Iowa City. Right, right, right. right. It's a divisive word. Right. Yeah. As long as we're on that one, um, services are, I, I want to say resources as well as services, but maybe that's redundant. 
Which one are you looking at? Sorry. Do both yeah. We provide opportunities to connect with services. And oh, oh, sorry. Resources. Services so like books aren't lost. services in my head. Yeah, that's a hard one. I would say the materials collection is a service. But yeah. I'm an internal library person, so I think that that would make sense. But you do connect people with resources outside of yourself right. as well. So, right. I mean, exactly. I guess you could argue that is a service, but mm, yeah. interesting. I think it's be either or. Yeah, yeah. Or not yeah, you go either way. I, think more talking talking about I was taking issue with the word need. Sometimes we say need. They want. But I kind of feel like I don't know between the two, but meaning we could certainly add more in baseline. And the assessment do that too. Forward looking assessment. I'm I'm looking under goal three under the fourth objective, but the strategy just says audit slash assessment. Wondering if there's redundancy in it. I feel like it's just an audit of all public and staff areas. Right. And I feel like audit is more of a, a, you look at how things are now and do they match up with what your current expectations are? An assessment is more forward looking, but that may be me wildly reading into it. I think really it was written that way because we're not sure if it will be an audit or an assessment. Um, it kind of depends <laughs> on the resources that we have. Are there things that will be audited and others that will be assessed? In which case, the assessment the same. Yeah. Is that inclusive when you're doing an audit assessment and then the next one is identifying something specific? It could or it might not. There's, I feel like the ADA assessment could be funded differently or it could be done consultant um, under. I mean, it could be part of a city project too, or uh, to me, it felt like that was sort of a, a different piece. But I don't think it would hurt anything. That, well, um, well I, I would keep it as a separate piece because assessment of your space overall has nothing to do with compliance or you know usability necessarily. I mean, it could be something as small as like line of sight or something like. My previous public library, which I go ridiculously. Form every year, right? <laughs> we do a piece of it every year anyway. So, uh, are the doors would squeal like the pressure? They were just the wind would always make the doors scream when you open them. You could hear it shriek through the library. That has nothing to do with ADA, you know, but that is an assessment you shouldn't take about your quiet spaces, you know. So, I personally would keep it separate because also, like, if you're talking funding or budgeting, um, it's easier to make a line item for something that's specifically ADA compliance grants. There, she, she, our city rep was talking about grants, and grants could help you there. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's specifically ADA and is not a general public area or public space audit. More discussion? Ready to move on. This is ADA assessment with the focus on that one bathroom. I I was just looking at that okay. so that's I guess one more perhaps technical thing. Um goal one the second objective is to empower all library staff of information you need 
five. Um, and I'm not sure how the third strategy works and connects to that objective. The third strategy is to design a comprehensive training curriculum to meet the goals and expectations. I guess I don't know who the target of the curriculum is, who's, who's going to be learning from this okay. curriculum. Maybe that's what's what I'm missing. And I think the intent from there is that there'll be the, sort of the creation of some new tools as a part of the plan. Part of public staff drive would be to continually train on those. So we train the whole staff. So we create them, train staff, and then continue to train as new staff come in on the same regular That almost feels like it belongs under goal four. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. At the risk of beating a dead horse, uh, is, do you feel like staff, uh, the word staff is specifically for our compensated staff only? I know, I'm sorry. I mean, like, immediately I can say yes, but that doesn't feel very inclusive. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. Now I'm trying to think I had like, the exact same dialogue in my head. Um, Sorry, I feel like we're going further further down pedantry road. Where is it? Objective. So uh, just to make sure I understand volunteers, so the other staff you're talking about. Seems like it wouldn't hurt to have an objective of empowering all library staff and volunteers. I don't know if we're having every all day mentions of staff, though. I'm sorry. We heard stakeholders. I don't know a way to say that without saying staff and volunteers, which we could just include. I'd use contributors. Volunteers maybe would be under the objective one, the communication more so than. I mean, you assume well-being also, but yeah. it's just like an empowering library staff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the best thought. I think staff and volunteers is something. Okay. I guess I might leave that for your... Yeah. That. Maybe your thought for that for your team to chew on a little bit. I would support either, honestly. Same. I would support either decision. Um, Great. I'd also feel free to email me after after the fact and call if you think of other things. Um, it's been a really interesting. Um, Staff committee to work with. And, um, I feel like it's worked really well. People have put in a lot of time and energy. Um, and we, we worked hard to kind of craft a group that really represented the whole the whole library in a couple different ways. And that has been, um, it's been really rewarding. Um, I'm hoping that it will help this plan start off with a nice solid buy-in from everybody who feels like whether they were at the table or not, they had a colleague from their department and a colleague in their uh, work classification that was there um, representing them. So I know I think the sentence is not already, but 
At the same time as we're having this conversation, committee members have gone back to their departments to present this draft and get feedback from every department um, in, the, in the library. And then we will come back together for our next meeting and kind of talk through what did we hear and how, how are we going to incorporate and edit around that. So I'm then creating another draft, which um, I think we'll, we'll include in the packet for next month as well. We'll revisit that. And then with the aspiration of having a final draft ready at the June meeting, but but the knowledge that if that doesn't happen and we need more time, we can do that. Um, I think we're in a good place, so this is going to be really helpful. Thank you. So we would we would vote on the plan. Did we vote on the plan? We do in the past. In June, ID, as, as our lofty goal, we'll vote on it in June. Yeah, that would let us implement it, the true beginning of the first year. And then in July would be a review of the plan that we just finished. Yes. Okay. Yep. And Having a strategic plan is part of some of the things that we report to the state to plan, but the, the timeline is set by us. So again, if we decide that, that this is um, we need more time after you see the next draft, it's okay. Cool. Pastor 14, people to yeah. think critically. I mean, I think you have a really representative team and you've obviously put a lot into it already. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to item 4C, election of officers. Um, we, our committee didn't, we didn't really come up with a plan of how this was going to be presented at the meeting. So I, I'll just go ahead unless somebody else would rather do it. Don't tell me if I use bad words or wrong words. <laughs> well, the committee was John and Robin and myself. And the last time I was on this nominating committee, I think was about four years ago. And it, certain cycles are a little tougher than others because by the nature of the fact that every other year, three people rotate off. So instead of having nine members that are eligible for being an officer, you really only have six. And um, we had the added unusual circumstances of having two very new members to the board as well, because of we lost some members. Um, anyway, we did not have trouble coming up with officers because we had the six that were there. We had really good people to choose from. And so we have asked Tom to be president next year, DJ to be vice president, and Hannah is going to do the secretary job. Um, I've checked with the three of them and they all agreed to serve. Anyway, um, so I think that we need to vote on the I think it's a recommendation of a slate and that there are other nominations that can be presented at the time. The slate's just presented by the committee for consideration. Yep. So it, it's not as if these are set things. The committee's task is to present a slate of candidates. Are there changes to the slate that someone wants to recommend? 
Are you moving to approve the slave manifesto? Right, April, April, right, April, April, right, the next time. And then you, that's what we need a vote for. I move, I move we approve the slate of uh, candidates uh, presented by the nominating committee. Second. All in favor? Aye. Okay. Moving on now to 4D, um, review of the third quarter statistics and financials. Um, Ellsworth has given a pretty good overview of things that might be most noticeable in the financials. Um, the Finance Committee did meet at 4.30, and I don't think we just had a few, you know, what is this and what is that kind of questions, nothing profound. Um, so I don't know people have questions and concerns for Ellsworth. I, I do apologize for not putting them. Um, category headers on the memo sheet. They they match what's on the furniture sheet, but there was just an oversight. I made a note for next time. I do have a question. How are the covered? Are you thinking that this is how other lines, or is this something a timing issue with famous service? Some of them are timing issue. Um, some of them will will stand on overages and under under spending. Um, our Sort of overall concern is the bottom line for the budget. So we do try to sort of think about it as reallocation when we have a significant over or under. Um, we had a little conversation before the meeting um, with the finance committee about um, things like fuel, and the things that are like non negotiable overages. Um, right now, we're able to cover that with reallocation, but going into next year, um, we'll keep an eye on it, and if it's if it's trending really high early in the fiscal year, we'll talk to finance about either an amendment or um, another change. That one, I, I feel like, is a a very organic conversation with the city because it's again non-negotiable. We can't not use it, um, and it is shared across the city. So if right. we're trending high, other departments will be too. Um, but in other areas where it is. We decided to do a project that um, either was more expensive than we thought or we hadn't planned for it at all. Those we, we try to just reallocate within the, the budget category. And you feel like you have? I do. I think that overall. We have to do that. You should balance this year. I believe so. Yeah. The sort of the, the hardest piece with balancing is the personnel line. Right. That's set, um, the, the city sets that for us um, as they do for all departments. and. Um, that one, because of some vacancies that we had and some personnel changes, we are going to end the year with some balance there. I don't think it's going to be anything um, too significant, but because that line is so specifically intended for personnel use, we don't then right. reallocate. Right, you can't we could reallocate within the line. So, for instance, we could spend that right. on overtime or but we don't. Um, I, I feel like, as to be totally candid, if we were to end the year um, using you know, very small overdrive into that, so we balanced and um, there wasn't, anyway, the numbers were just a little, there were a little discrepancy. I think it wouldn't be criticism of, of touching a little bit, but certainly it wouldn't be a case of we intentionally Right. Um, yeah, okay. On the other hand, really the whole rest of the budget 
would be much more flexible around how we're spending. We, we'd like to stay within the, what we call types, which are those sort of big categories. Mm-hmm. But again, it's really about the bottom line. And if you take a step back from that, it's sort of collectively the library, Parks and Rec, and the Senior Center together as part of the um, culture revolution part of the civic project. So under personnel, what what who makes up the temporary employees? Like what is that exactly? Because that can be different. Used to because that number to me, I mean, from corporate world, that looks. I mean, I would panic if this was my business and I saw you know or yeah, that's a huge number. Yeah, it's a term, but what is exactly people who work? X number of hours. It's, so we have two kinds of part-time staff, part-time permanent and what we call um, hourly or temporaries. And permanent, I'm this incredibly So we have a really broad swath of staff who are temporary in that they're not part-time permanent. Mm-hmm. That usually means they have a lower hours cap. Um, they're usually more entry-level positions. Um, and we have a lot of them. I don't know the number of them. So out of our um, our staff, it's a pretty high percentage. So I like their pages. And it's kind of pages through anything A and So they are employees or they're not employees? They are And they're not really temporary. No, it, that's it's just this is semantics. It's just the term that the city uses for the okay. We um, we no, don't we really rarely. No, they don't get benefits, right? They're unbenefited. They're unbenefited. Um, are permanent part-time benefit eligible? Prorated benefits, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest difference between each other. All right. Union eligibility, yeah. So, and temporary employees are not union eligible. Um, part-time permanent. So, temporary employees allow the library to have, but more of a degree of flexibility in staffing when yes. you have gaps or whatever it may be. Yes. When the coordinators need people and don't have the permanent people to fill those gaps, I suppose. And again, the word temporary is. It doesn't feel reflective because we might have a temporary employee who's been here thirty years, right? Um, and it, um, we, but but the term on on the budget line. Okay, because I guess coming from a different mindset, when I saw that, I thought, well, wow, are they? What staffing company are they using? <laughs> but okay, that that answers it. Um, I'm, I guess I was also a little surprised. Well, I mean, as a percentage of total payroll, it's not, it doesn't glare out to me, but it's, it's overtime. So how do we control overtime? So overtime, we are given an allotted amount in the budget. Uh-huh. Um, and there's scripted overtime that happens very regularly. And that would be Sundays, um, Holidays, yeah, things like that that are um, that are just part of our agreement, and then there's also sort of the traditional overtime, which is more likely to be facility staff, um, occasionally sort of a, a more specialized position elsewhere in the building. But it it would be you know, we've got a vacancy, and we've got to get the 
cleaning done on Saturday. So who's going to right? Okay, great. What are miscellaneous? That's quite a bit of money. Actually. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's something. It's, uh, it's uh, other financing uses right here. Oh, okay. And is that compute? Yeah. There's a, a budget money from the admin budget for the replacement fund for technology. Oh, did you hear that? I so, didn't quite. So it's money from the admin budget that's transferred into the replacement fund for technology. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. It's like a pool of money. We're just able to kind of keep up from year to year. Okay. Other questions on uh, finances. Um, okay, moving on then to the statistics, the circulation and materials statistics. Are there comments, concerns? Or? We have a lot of people that check out DVDs. I have a large collection at my house. Yeah. People, some younger people will come over and, and will go, wow. That, I mean, they look at that like this. I have dinosaurs in my house. And, you know, they collect that. Oh. I, don't, I don't really watch it anymore either. But I mean, because streaming, I, I, I'm just curious. It's. Uh, obviously trending down which is uh predicted yeah uh, but we do have quite a sizable group of people who check them out and i think especially with streaming services when we're able to actually get a movie that may only be on hbo go but like that right. we get that movie that does provide access to people that are sure one thing that we think about sort of future casting for dvds is we want to be careful to follow the, the trends in the field because if we maintain that collection longer than other public libraries, our use is going to go way up because we'll be better. Sure. The only place to so get either here or through an library loan. And then yeah. we have to make a decision do you cut a collection that's increasing every quarter of, of use? Um, which is, those are difficult yeah. decisions to make. It is kind of your equity and access piece, though. Like, yeah. in some ways, it makes the library more equitable to people who don't need to cut their Netflix bill or need to cut some streaming services out of their monthly budget. So, um, and a little bit of a public service. I think. I mean, not to to make it really a dinosaur, I guess. But um, I remember seeing that a lot from. Market will decide what. Are they going to stop like allowing? I mean, releasing. You talked about CDs, the CD collection, and you just can't get what you used to get. And it's just wondering if DVDs are going. If you're seeing DVDs be, they will move that way. I think if you think about where content for video content is being created on the streaming or put on those streaming services, there is no DVD equivalent sometimes. So we're really unable to get that content. Our patrons, uh, uh, compact is moving that way faster. 
I think it's almost like a new a new piece of the digital divide. Mm-hmm. People may have the technology, they may have the internet, but there's an add-on cost of streaming service, and you don't get to retain that. I mean, you can download it while you are a subscriber, but there's not the, the long-tail ownership, so it's tricky. I suppose it'll go by the way of like when people had VCRs, right? right. And mm-hmm. sort of moved on. It's like Netflix is cracking down on multi-logins, right. which we saw. Well, my siblings all noticed that this week. <laughs> I have a brother in Germany who all of a sudden had his, you know, um, <laughs> could no longer log into my parents' you know, Netflix, which they've never used. You know, that kind of situation. So as we see this kind of happening, I think we do have a lot of people who are sharing the logins. And as that crackdown happens, I'm sure Netflix is only the beginning Disney Plus is probably next. Um, the model will change. And the model is going to change. Yeah. I guess I'm looking at this from the standpoint of the footprint that it takes up in the library. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we have some ideas of what what those shifts might look like. We certainly have other areas and collections that need more space. So and we will not have the issue of the gaping hole when it's time to. <laughs> I would have other points, sorry, about the um, video or even music or audiobooks is that we're being shut out from that market. So unlike the we when we got rid of VHS, we had the DVD prevalent, right. and now we don't. So um, that's just an interesting place to be in as a public library. Any other comments? Comments about circulation. I think we're we're getting close to a point where we can more accurately see real trends sort of coming out of that COVID use cycle right. and things are are renorming, maybe not the way they looked before, but it's starting to be easier to compare quarter to quarter where for a while it, it just sort of felt scattered So I think this is I like to see the the relaxing of that volatility. Are there trends in circulation that really stick out to you in terms of different usage patterns? I wouldn't know. I would say everything seems to be sort of norming um, in a way that doesn't surprise me. Um, Buildings are down a little bit. I'm sorry, that they're kind of saying this is how it should completely normal. We're only down in the third quarter and third quarter. I mean, one, two, this year, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Much but, but usually the fourth year or the fourth quarter, when the summer hits, we usually end up back in the black. So. Yeah. You're seeing a lot more holes, um, more blockbuster hits. There's a lot of authors coming out with their pandemic novel or their right. writing. So uh, a lot of authors are sticking to this. That's why nonfiction fiction seems to fit pretty well. Nonfiction for the last pre pandemic was trending downwards. Hmm. This is the people slowing down in the amount jumping up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the more interesting pieces to look at are the e formats. Mm-hmm. Sort of see, I think there was a lot of speculation that maybe lots of people switched from print to electronic 
reading and that that was, we didn't know if that was their stick or not. Like, would they go back to print when we weren't so worried about sharing materials or would it continue? And I think we are seeing a, you know, a gradual slope down. Like, they continue. Other comments? Okay, we're going to move on then to staff reports. Um, I would just give a brief update that the hearing loop in Solarian is on track. I don't want to say anything more risk putting this off track, but old carpet is out. Floor was um, cleared, and the the hearing loop um, wiring was laid today on the floor. So we're on track to. Um, finish up with the cart relaying the carpet, and um, we're optimistic that that will all go smoothly. And then it'll just be really nice to have that amenity again. All right, we've had it in Austin to have a, an updated version that's going to be um, good for the whole community. We're hoping to also put um, a hearing loop in the children's room. It looks like it's good. Okay, did they do the wiring today or not? Yeah, they, okay, they so were testing the wiring in the children's as well. We were. That one is sort of a happy surprise. When they first came to do an evaluation of the spaces, there were some obstacles there, but they figured out a way to do it. So now the children's story time room will also have this technology. Um, and that's that's going to be really exciting. Who, who are they? Who does this? So there are specific vendors that do the hearing loop installation. Mm -hmm. uh, Brent just left the room, but it was just coming out of the Quad Cities. Maybe Des Moines. Um, um, one of their names is Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, I know that, Mary Dyer and um, Carol Butler. Yeah, two or three things on the project. And the hearing loop um, vendors, it sounded like, are very specific to the, the loop technology. So they do the, the wiring on the floor, but you, we have separate vendors then who took the carpet, scraped all the glue off, and then our, the electricians that we usually work with did the ceiling. So it's sort of a three-part uh, process, but it's when I when uh, we talked about the vendors for the hearing loop itself, it seemed like they're very specific to that technology. Um, and it seemed to be sort of a one-person shop here today laying the floor wires, which I thought was interesting, but I might have just not seen them. <laughs> Maybe two. Yeah. Other questions for Ellsworth? And one just another note while we're on it. We're we're very optimistic about fiscal year 24 inner Iowa state funding both pieces, but there's really no way to know until time goes on a little bit what the funding will look like. Have we talked about um, before? Yeah, I'm I'm really hopeful that um that this year. Will, will be the same status quo where that funding has been trending down, uh, but has been trending down, and that we don't see a major disruption or um, actual of that. So we'll, we'll watch that. Kind of a scary thing that's come up in a couple states. Well, they won't yeah. take the books out. We just won't. Yeah, Missouri did Yeah, Missouri. Are they the only one so far? Excuse me. Yeah. See you, Tom. Have a good night, Tom.
All right. Um, Angie, who's the next report? Lots and lots of stuff. Going on. Oh, Any questions for Angie? Comments? I have a, well, I guess it's unrelated, but professional question. Are you still planning on doing presentations to schools about summer reading? Kindergartners who teach us class maintenance. We will if we are requested. Um, okay. But we'll probably, what we've done like the last couple of years, send uh, our summer reading video and then goes out to the SMORE site. You can send it to the teacher librarians. Um, or we can talk. Okay, just check it. Most days it is just me down in the department. Um, they're busy, staff busy with outreach or programming, like Bookmobile or on our desk. So, oh, yeah, yeah, being harder to Someone asked me, I thought I could ask you. Well, thank you. We're more than happy. Excellent. Hey, thank you, Angie. The next is collection services. Questions for Ann. Um, I noticed the bookmobile option in the catalog, and I just assumed I'd never noticed it before. So it's been the same. That's a cool new feature. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I'll increase your bookmobile traffic at all, or if it's people who are already, or if it's, you know, like people noticing that it's an option, or it, I'm curious about how that plays out. Yeah, how do we track if it's that? people who are already using the bookmobile who find it more convenient, or if it's yeah, increasing traffic at our bookmobile. I don't know how you possibly could ever know, but interesting. Okay, and um, Brent's report. Questions or comments? Kudos to Alyssa for getting in the magazine. Okay, Katie. Oh, you just you just stepped out, right? Yeah, I just okay. some water. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I have seasonal allergies in this kind of day. I just start. Yep. Starts every single day. <laughs> okay. No, I wear just reached the report oh, okay. and um, sounds sounds like things are going well. Questions for Katie? We know yet how much they made on the IV wine thing. You know, we don't. Um, Peter has been out for a couple of days sick, so um, it's possible that that information came in. Um, we did make eleven thousand dollars on our match challenge. Yay. So, and we've already made a thousand towards the Great Give Day effort. So that means we just have ten thousand more to harness that match. So that's that's really wonderful. We're yeah. really pleased with the, the way the public responded to that. Uh, and those letters haven't even hit the mailboxes yet for the the, the match, um, the, the general public to need that match. So, okay. 
And then the second half of the <laughs> was articles and stuff. There's so much going on. I don't know if anybody had comments or things they wanted to say about any of these articles. I just can't believe how strong the voices with which our library is speaking in the media right now are. And just, I read all these articles and it's just tremendous. And we're so grateful to have superstars working on our team. No, it's very, it's very impressive that you can put all of these together. Well, I just wish we had a receptive audience, <laughs> you know. But okay, we'll keep talking. Okay. Um, president's report. Um, this, I did find two people willing to serve on the foundation board, and I really appreciate um, Dan's service this past year. And he expressed that he would continue, but it's really hard for his schedule because of because of his teaching schedule. So um, instead of Dan this year, it will be John is going to serve on the foundation board and DJ has um, agreed to continue. So those are the two people appointed to represent us on the board. Um, I would also, I think you probably all got invitations to the volunteer recognition event on May 6th from 10 to 11 here. It's a, they do a really nice job. Um, so if you have a free hour on a Saturday morning, you should come and and see see what's going on there. Um, don't really have anything else. So we will move on to announcements from members. If there are any. No? Committee reports. Did the foundation board meet? It did. I missed it. So, so no report there. And the the nominating committee made its report already. And the finance committee didn't really do a report. We did meet. I think I would ask, I guess maybe going back to the president's report, the finance committee's been sort of a let's try it and see if we think it's a good thing kind of thing. Um, we've been meeting, well, we've met twice now. We've been meeting quarterly. And so I won't be around the next quarter when the quarterly reports come out in July. So I think that the... Oh, I don't think I will be... I th well, I think, I think <laughs> that both the board us. needs to decide if they want to continue having a finance group that that meets with Ellsworth before the meeting to go over finance. Because if they do, we'll have to find some people. If, if it's not useful, then... So if there's not a committee, you'll go back to full financial reports because the responsibility of of the board overall. I mean, the, the mm -hmm. task doesn't disappear as whether... No, it's, a, it's required. That it's, a, it's, a, it's a legal requirement. Uh, right? So I think the only thing that would change is instead of having two people who would say, we had some dialogue and we don't have any big scale questions, that that would just transition back to a group conversation. Mm -hmm. And if, if, some, if somebody wanted to talk about, you know, why is this particular line 
over under, then we would walk through that. So it adds to the overall board it's going to the way it had in the past. There has to be a dialogue mm-hmm. the financial position of the library. And I do think that one change that Ellsworth has made is to give this sort of um, summary introduction to the financial report. And I, you know, that's pretty helpful. So I don't know. So far in our two meetings, we haven't had a whole lot that has fallen outside of Ellsworth's summary comments, really. <laughs> we can we can um, discuss that next month. And I appreciate you having having the dialogue, but I don't. It doesn't. I don't think it's necessary. I think that we can do it either way. It does sort of give the option to have a shorter in-meeting conversation, um, but we do sort of, usually sort of focus on what's in the memo um, with the exception of then those one-off questions. Um, so I'm, I'm open to either way. I like, I have valued having the, the equipment. Well, then we can, we can decide then next month if we want to appoint two more people to continue on is the finances committee. Or Tom can do it in It's not very much. It's not very much work. And it is a good chance to, I don't know, my thing, I think I ask the same question every time is the fuel charge back. Explain this to me again. I mean, it is an opportunity to sort of understand things more. Communications. Um, I'm not sure that were there communications. Um, so we're on to the consent agenda to approve the minutes from the last board meeting and approve the disbursements for March. Um, if there aren't any objections or changes, I need a motion to approve that agenda. Second. All in favor? Aye. Okay, and then the agenda order for the May meeting has a couple policy reviews, and I don't know, I something happened with the officers that I'm not sure that I understood. So we didn't actually elect officers, is that right? Okay, we voted. Okay, so we elected the people, we elected the slate. I didn't know. Some question that you asked, it was like <laughs> it was fine. It was something a about a to, slate. And so then do we? Yeah, it was a movement to approve the slate. Slate, okay. Slate, so, okay. Yeah. So we don't. All righty. Um, that's all we have. So we'll move to adjourn. Thank <laughs> you.